Okay, guys, welcome back to another podcast, uh, a Paris, Texas podcast. Today we have a good friend of mine, an acquaintance of mine. We've met a couple of times uh, on some jobs with a couple of different things. His name's Marvin Gorley. Hey, Marvin, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So uh, I've got to ask you the question I ask this to everybody. Are you a Parisian or are you a parasite? I am a parasite, but I feel like a Parisian. Oh, see, okay, here's the deal. I, I've asked this question as well on many occasions. Do you feel like there should be an in-between? I think that you're what you think you are. Right. So I guess the question comes from, so I, had a, I have a friend who was on the podcast, and she's, she moved here, she moved to America from Brazil, she lived in Paris for the last year or so, and she loves Paris. Like, I mean, she's just head over ears about it, and she wants to be a, a Parisian. Like, she just feels like her heart is here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've kind of said, like, I feel like there should be kind of like an in-between, like someone who's wholeheartedly loves Paris, Texas, but they're kind of, you know, they weren't born here. I think if you wholeheartedly love Paris, you're not an in-between. Oh, okay. There you go. That's a good answer. That's that. That works. Okay, so you, how long have you been here? I have been here since August 1983. 1983. I was born in 81. So mm. you came a couple years after I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, I have been told by numerous people that you have a lot of knowledge of Paris, Texas. A little bit, maybe more than most, but it's because I love it. Well, that's great. Uh, is what's the coolest thing you know about Paris that a lot of people probably don't know? Boy, you're putting me on the spot with that one. Let's um, let's come back to that while we talk some other stuff, so okay. give me a chance to. Okay, I can do that. So uh, another another thing that I I've been told that you're well known for is your stamp collection. Well, it's not really a stamp collection; it's a postal history collection. Oh, okay, postal history you know, collection. Uh, postal history collection has stamps in it, but postal history is is more about you know what it took for an item to do, to go through the mail stream. Okay, so so is it a, is it physical knowledge of things of the history, or are there actual like do you have different? There, there are artifacts, so it's more like cov- uh, covers, what we call envelopes or postcards, okay. or or it could be paraphernalia, I suppose, anything that uh, kind of shows the history of the of the mail process. So how many things do you have? Do you have like a hundred? I've probably got guess guesstimate. I probably have thirty or forty three ring binders full of stuff. Oh wow, wow! So when did you start into that? What? I started being interested in philately, stamp collecting, when I was very young. Um, But then I got reinvigorated, like many philatelists do, after I got older, when I was working for the newspaper. um, There was a group in town that formed the Paris Stamp Club, and they were going to, uh, to, you know, try to do a very special project. And it started out with celebration of the 200th anniversary of Bastille Day. And the post office that year put out a very uh, a special stamp that was issued both by France and the United States at the same time. It's kind of a joint issue. And Paris, being the second largest Paris in the world, they decided to celebrate that. And we did a special cancellation that the post office allows you to do and, and uh, sold some souvenir envelopes with those stamps on them and raised some money for the club. Wow, that is awesome. So you, have, you still have those? Oh, yes. And and there's that that's not something that's still for sale. You can find them on eBay every now and then. Oh wow, that's awesome. Um, 
That's 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 some interesting Paris history right there. Well, it is Paris Stamp Club. That was their first one of those, but over the next, I think we we did maybe twelve, thirteen different ones of those. We did one about one a year. So, is Paris Stamp Club is that still a thing? Not, it's not active. Not active. Not active. Are there no. still other old members that are around? That oh you, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Y'all still stamp talk when y'all come together? Well, I, I've got a special buddy. Who, both of us, you know, are a little more avid than some of the others, and he's a postal historian as well. And uh, we travel to quite a few stamp shows regularly, and you know, just looking for new material. Are the other are, are the stamp shows? Are they close? Uh, Dallas, Houston, Oklahoma City. Wow. That's awesome. I, I've never, I, I didn't know that that was kind of a thing. I, I mean, I knew that there were people that collected stamps, but that, that's a whole new, like, perspective of it that I never yes, knew of. Yes, and, and you have to understand that stamps, to me, is, is very cut and dried. You know, you have an album, you have spaces, you try to fill up all the spaces with all the stamps. Postal history is a little different. They're all unique. You know, you usually specialize in a particular area, and then you try to tell a story about that particular phase. For instance, my specialty is the postal history of Paris in Lamar County. Okay. So I've been trying to gather as much knowledge on that, uh, you know, including things like the uh, history of the post office, the postmasters, the postal routes, the uh, you know anything to do with with the history of it. And it's hopefully one day will turn into a book. I've been working on it for 20 years. You've been working on the book or just the, the collection? Gathering that information gathering for a book for about 20, 20 years, yes. So is that something that's in the future, like near future? It's going to be ready very soon. You know? Oh, wow. And, so, and that's something we can buy locally once you get it published. Don't know. Probably going to be self-published, which means they probably won't be able to afford to make a whole lot of them. So it'll it'll be a very limited availability. Yeah, I, I think there's a... I think Google has like a publishing house that where you, you can people who have smaller uh, audiences can publish through like google right um uh that's really cool i'd be interesting something like that that's it's very good it's it's a it's more of a history of paris shown through a perspective of the post office than it is a stamp collecting book that's amazing that is amazing so i was in the other day i was shooting a film with uh my son liam uh, yes. and we were at the uh, the um, equality care. Yes. Uh, and th- we were looking at some photos that they had on the wall, and they informed me that some of those photos were your photos. I designed and assembled that entire thing. Correct. About three of the 12 or so photos I took. That is amazing. A, just that wall is amazing. That's a really cool just... And then I'm old enough to have pictures in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not that. I mean, yes, that, but not that exactly. But, like, just, A, the the, the creative concept of that is really awesome. And, B, the, I, one of my favorite photos and Liam's favorite photos was the Eiffel Tower with the cowboy hat, I think, being attached. Right. And if I'm correct, that was one of yours. Yes. So you were there when they were actually... Finishing off the Eiffel Tower. Uh, yes, you know, I took pictures of the hat when it was on the ground. You know, I've, I'm working on a photographic exhibit. One of these days will will hopefully be ready. It's called A Closer Look at Paris, and so the pictures are of, you know, the landmarks and things around town. But nobody has really looked at the details, so I've chosen a particular detail of that thing and 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 taken a picture of it. For instance, the the feather and the cowboy hat that's on the tower. And then the boots on the Jesus and Cowboy Boots mm-hmm. monument at the uh, cemetery. So 
hopefully one of that these days that will be another project I can complete now would you think that would be a book or more like an art gallery type more like an art gallery kind that of that would be fun too mm-hmm. that would be amazing I've always wanted to have like an, a gallery I don't know what I would I guess photos I take a few photos but I've always wanted to do a gallery of stuff mm-hmm. that'd be awesome um, so what's what's something else you know that's fascinating about Paris, Texas? Well, to me, the most fascinating part about Paris is not something that, that's very obscure. It's, it's very well known, and that's the fact that the town burned down three times. Right. You know, and, um, and but I think few people really understand the significance of the last one, and that's the fact that our entire downtown, including the fountain, is a result of that fire. Really? Yes. You know, the, the fountain is not just a pretty piece. It was erected to honor the uh, rebirth of the town. Awesome. And I think a lot of people don't know that. I'm sure they don't. That's incredible. Yeah, you know, there was an effort. Uh, the day after the fire, there was an effort put forward to try to put a fountain, but it it wasn't realized for 10 or 15 years, I think. It took that long to get a fountain put in after, and mm-hmm. this is the 1916 one, right? Yes. And there was two more prior to that. That's correct. Because uh, I think a lot of people, I, I had heard that, but I think a lot of people don't remember that. I, don't, I think they've always focused on the big one, right. which is the 1916 one, but a lot of people don't know that it was that was the third time that, was the third one, yes. that it happened. Whew. And the other two, the Paris fires, the, the fire of 1916 started down around the jail, the county mm-hmm. jail. Yep. The other two both started downtown. Wow. Physically downtown. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And all, and all that loss and all that we've built back from that is just amazing. Well, and it's the thing that makes Paris distinctive. Uh, you know, since I've been here, what, 30 or 40 years now, um, all of the efforts people go to to try to make Paris special, you know, they'll, they'll go to all the workshops and they'll always tell you, uh, find what's unique about your town. And uh, the most unique thing about our town is its name, of course. Yeah. Um, the other is the fact that we burned down and that most of the town architecture and the fountain, of course, is all a result of that fire. That's such an awesome perspective of it. And I think a lot of people don't probably have that perspective. Um, and I, I'm a huge advocate for downtown. It's one of my passions. I've been more heavily involved recently. And there's a lot of new stuff that's coming, which I think is good. Um, and I think a lot of us are excited for, but I, d- I don't ever want to forget where we've been. Of course not. Um, and I don't, I'm not suggesting that anyone is. I'm just saying that, like, for me, it's, it's, I always just want to remember a lot of the history and where we come from. And that's p- part of why I do a lot of these podcasts is because I want people to be introduced to people that have been here for a long time or have history or have stories about Paris, Texas. Right. I mean, that's the name of the podcast. I understand. That's good. Um, well, you asked about something unique before. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you one I, I like. It's connected with the postal history. Okay. Uh, when I was researching it, if you ever look up uh, for a list of the postmasters in Paris, mm-hmm. uh, the first one that it'll list in all the newspaper articles is a, a man named Gilliam. Okay. And it didn't take long for me to realize that Gilliam was not the first. He's just the first U.S. postmaster. Oh. Uh, because you have to remember that Texas was its own country for a while. And Paris existed while it was still the Republic of Texas. So the first postmaster in Paris was the Republic of Texas postmaster. And it was our founder, Mr. George W. Wright. What? 
Now that is super fascinating. A, I didn't know a lot of that that you just said. Um, it never occurred to me that that Paris was a city during the time that we were. That's correct. Paris was founded approximately 1941. Texas didn't become a state until I guess it was approved in Congress in December 45, and it actually happened in 46. Wow, wow, that that is incredible. And I've seen some pictures of like of buildings when they when they were just barns. Like there was not there wasn't a square. There wasn't right. you know it was just it was just buildings. I mean right. I've seen a couple of pictures. Not there's not a lot out there, but. Uh, that's super fast, and I think that was it. The First Baptist has like a little uh, uh, kind of like no, it's not First Baptist. First United Methodist. Okay, has like a little like museum room inside of it, and it's got I a lot. Didn't of, know that it does. It's down in the. It's down in like I think it might be in the basement, but it's like a um, uh, maybe it is First Baptist. I can't. I can't get them straight. Maybe they both both might. I think it might be First Baptist that has a little museum room, um, and it's really cool. It's got like it got it has all the burnt down uh, photographs in it. it has some uh, some bricks from the original building that was there prior to the 1916 building that was rebuilt. Okay, um, and stuff like that, and it's, it's really cool. I'll so, have to go check that out. I've never seen that before. Um, and it's and it's got some stuff they've dug up, different different scriptures and Bibles, like sheets of paper that they dug up out of the uh, out of the fire, which is wow. pretty cool. It's a pretty neat little thing. I'm pretty sure it's the First Baptist. Um, okay, it's in there like Fellowship Hall where the food is. First Baptist. That's is that on Church Street? That yeah, I believe so. It's okay. the one that's over. Uh, uh, At Kaufman and and Church probably. Right, I think that's right. It's across from the not not the big one that's across from the splash pad, because that's First United Methodist. Right. I think it's catty corner from the city hall, probably. Correct. That's exactly where it is. Yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's that's worth worthy of going to check out. Um, where else can someone go down to to go see more in town that they can go see more uh, history about Paris? Okay, well, the obvious places is down in what I call our museum district, where okay. the, the, you know, the Paris Historical Society has their museum, mm-hmm. the Valley of the Caddo has museum, and the genealogy has a workshop, which is kind of, kind of a museum, I guess. Okay. And then there's another really good one in in uh, Lamar County, and it's in Roxton, and they really? have the City Drugstore Museum, which is the it was an actual working store, and and they just closed its doors, and then it was donated to somebody, and they reopened it, and it's just the way it was. Wow, that's so cool. I knew about the ones over the, the first three that you talked about, but I didn't know about the Rockstar. Right. And, of course, there's the Maxi House. I've been in the Maxi House tons of time. I love that place. We did uh, Liam did an I Am Liam Broadway there. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, we love Maxi House. That's definitely worth to go see if you haven't ever been if, there. If you haven't been to the Paris Historical Society's Museum, you need to go to that. It's, I I I think I contacted them once about doing an I am Liam Broadway there and I didn't get a reply. So. Right next to Heritage Hall. Right, right, like right next to it. Mm-hmm. I know exactly where you're talking about. I don't know that I've been in there though. That'd be a really fun you, one. To you've got to go. It, inside, it's got the earliest log cabin that was ever built in Lamar County from Beardstown. Like a piece of it or the whole thing? The, the whole cabin. The whole cabin is inside. Yes, which has a historical marker, and then they had to relocate it and. That is awesome. All right, how how often do you know? You may not know this answer, but how often are they open? Are they open? 
You're right. I don't know the answer because it's run on a volunteer basis. Gotcha. So, but I, I'm pretty sure they have a website and it's listed on the website. Okay. I wonder if they're open that weekend. I may have to take Liam up there just to... If you haven't had your son there, you have been neglecting him. No, I will do it. I promise. Okay. Um, where? Okay. Here's the question: When you're trying to find something that you don't already know, where? Like, how do you go about getting that information? Well, if it's about Paris, the first uh, first place I go is online to a site called newspapers.com. Okay. And it's all of the Paris news. It has, among many other papers across the country, it has the Paris News online that you can search. Like all of them? Like ever? Almost all of them. Almost all of them. A large majority of them. Well, you remember, a lot of them burnt down in the fire. Oh, man, I didn't think about that. But from 1916 till now, or even a few before? Well, till 2000. And then there's another site that I think 2004, it has some, but you have to subscribe to them, so I only subscribe to one. <laughs> and then I think there's a, a couple of years gap in some, but uh, but if I suspect there's information in that, all the Paris News are available online. I'm sorry, they're available on microfilm at okay. the Genealogy Society or the Paris Junior College Library. Oh, okay. Okay. That's really interesting. You know, and of course the Aiken Archives has quite a bit of stuff. Okay. The Genealogy Library has got quite a bit of stuff. Uh, city directories are a very good source. Now, do you comb through a bunch of that to find one thing, or do you just kind of comb through it just as a hobby, just kind of to see what you can find? I usually have a, a directed purpose. Okay. You know, when I'm looking. And, and of course, the internet's wonderful for you can find a whole lot of stuff. Right. Um, but, um, you know, like currently, you know, I, I work for Harrison Walker and Harper, yep. and we, we're doing a lot of uh, research on their properties. Yeah. And um, so. Um, the city directories are, are prime places to look for that because you can f- look up by address. Okay. You know, in different years of those city directories, and you can, if you if you're patient enough, and you go through every year, you can do a chronological history of every occupant of that building through the years. Wow, that's amazing. So, uh, so that's a very primary source for a lot of stuff that I do. That's so cool. Um... Sanborn maps, Sanborn insurance maps. Insurance, Sanborn Insurance Company um, used to be, they were required, I guess, to do maps of the cities that you had to to set insurance rates. Or, so that's or another resource situation. for you? Uh, yes, because the Sanborn Insurance Maps, you can find all those for Paris over the past years. And it doesn't just show the streets, it shows the, the structures, okay. the buildings that are located each place. So you can find out which properties were there at which times and where they were located and, and their approximate size in relation to something else. A lot of times you can find out what they were built of. Okay. Awesome. That's really interesting. I feel like you should have a class. Do you have a class on this? I do not. <laughs> I feel like... Now, you do teach, though, right? You... I do. I teach photography at Paris Junior College. I've been doing that for over 30 years. That's awesome. I dabble in it. I mean, I, I can take an okay photo, but my video is more my, my passion. Yep. Um, uh, I think video would be fun, but I was raised early where it was capturing that one single moment. seems more challenging than just following the whole thing. But but the the video, the talent is in editing it. I yeah. Believe. And that's where I try really hard to build my craft is in the, the editing part, yes. part of it. Um, so in the last podcast, I had a conversation with a, a good friend of mine, Matt, and he says that he thinks, and I don't know, you may know the truth of this, and is this, this was just uh, the rumor around town is that there are old, um, uh, not caverns, but um, tunnels, tunnels under, the under the streets. Is that true? 
In my opinion, no. No. There is a, a website online that you can find, and it supposedly shows you photographs of all of them and everything, but I really think it's an urban legend and just a hoax. There you go. Urban legend. Um, that's awesome. I, I, I We joked about it on the on the podcast last week, but... Uh, For one thing, I think the Sanborn maps would probably show them if there were. Do you think they would? I do. Do they show other, like... They show where, like, cisterns and things like that are. They do? Yes. Wow. That's awesome. Plus, I've been in the basement of some of those buildings they say there are openings in, and I couldn't find any tunnels. That's that's probably true. Because a lot of those buildings... Um, don't have, some of them have basements, but not all of them do, right? Uh, uh, correct. Uh, and I've been in a couple of the basements down there, and, and most of the ones I've been in are, are they're well kept up with. I haven't been in one that's like falling in. Falling in. Yeah, well, the Belford would be a prime target for that, but I've never been in there. You've never so been who, in there. No. I've I've looked down on the um, and this is a little further away from the the square exactly, but in the um, uh, Oh, what's this? The hotel uh, Gibraltar. Gibraltar. They yes. had one of the grates open one time. They were doing something down in there. Oh, I've been in the Gibraltar basement many, many times. Many times. Yes. So I got to look down in there, but I've never been down there. Yeah, it's um, it's clean. There's nothing there. There are no tunnels anywhere. No tunnels anywhere. I've been in the basement of the Scott Building. There are no tunnels anywhere. I love that building. It's such a beautiful building. I agree. Um, do you know any history on that? Like old- the Scott Building. The Scott Building was uh, Rufus Scott was built by Rufus Scott. Uh, he was the first president of what became the Lamar County Chamber of Commerce. Okay. He is also the one who built the Scott Mansion, which is the uh, road and funeral home today. Okay. 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 Uh, the the funeral home and maybe the Scott Building. I'm not sure. Were designed by an architect named Wees W E E S, who is also the guy who designed the fountain. Okay. And the World War II cenotaph by the old post office. Okay. Um, let me see what else. Uh, the there was a previous building at that same spot that was on you know burnt down the fire obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was uh, the occupant was um, like a department store. Um, trying to remember what the name of it was, and I'm having trouble. Sears was in the current one for a while. Yeah. Uh, Watch escape me. It's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it, but there have been a couple of department stores there. Okay. Uh, the one that burned down the fire actually had a bank in the first floor for a while. That's awesome. Okay, off subject a little bit. I just thought of this. Uh, the the Grand, I remember when that was open. I do too. Because um, I, I remember watching, oh, I can't remember the movie. Paris, Texas. Uh, Paris, Texas. I didn't get to see that in theater, but that was one that was there. Um, but I just real, I just found out recently that we had multiple smaller theaters around the downtown area. One being over kind of close to Texas Furniture and Appliances. Uh, I don't recall that one, but there is one in a building that uh, the Harpers used to own, which is right adjacent to the Paris Optical. Okay. It was the Aiken Building. Uh, it, the Aiken Building was where Senator Aiken had his uh, men's store. Okay. Okay. Uh, and it's on the east side of the plaza. And it used to be the Cozy Theater when it was first rebuilt after the fire. And the Cozy Theater was a silent movie theater. Okay. And that was that. Do you have you seen any pictures of that? Do you know? Was it more of a multi? Is it one thing like one screen? Yes. It was more of like one screen with a bunch with a bunch of seats. You know, I've never really seen the inside. My my understanding is that you actually walked from 
that the screen was at the front and you walked around it and sat in the back and looked toward the front. Oh, that's interesting. I'm fascinated with movies, obviously, because I'm a, a big video fan. But I think uh, the Paris Community Theater used to have a movie screen at it as well. Nuh-uh. I believe so. So that so what's a, a stage performance theater now used to be a movie theater. I believe so. That's interesting. Was it the plaza then, too? Yes. So it's always been the plaza, but it's, it's shifted from movies to sta- uh, live stage production. I believe that's correct. That is awesome. That's fascinating. My son loves a PCT. Um, if you go to the Aiken Archives, it's been a long time since I've seen it, uh, but the Aiken Archives had a three-ring binder that was a history of all the movie theaters in Paris, Texas. Nuh-uh. Yes, had newspaper clips. So you should go check that out. That would be interesting. Uh, I follow on Facebook, actually, there's a, a, a group called The History of Paris or the something in it. And there, a lot of people post a lot of old photos of buildings before and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a really fascinating group that, I, that I'm that i part of. And what group is that? Uh, I, the name is escaping me. Let me look it up. And this is quick. Paris Photos? Mm-hmm. That's another hobby of mine. I try to... Uh, to get copies of old photos and digitize them and retouch them, restore them to their pristine shape so that uh, they can be shared in good form. Awesome. It's called The History of Paris, Texas. Um, and people, it, surprisingly, you know, I this may sound negative, I was shocked to see how many people really engage on this Facebook page on posting and asking questions. It's and, a Facebook page? Yeah. Okay. Um, and it's called the the history of Paris, Texas, and and there's base old baseball teams and football teams. There's the square when it was, uh, you know, let's see, in 1968. There's a picture of the square. It has the fountain, but no tree. The trees were baby trees. Have, have you seen my book about the Paris Plaza? I haven't. You have a, a whole book. I've worked it together. I guess it's been maybe 10 years ago, and it was uh, done with city directories like we mentioned before and yeah it's, and it's a history of all the tenants of the plaza uh timeline so you can you know follow all that but then the front part of it's got kind of a history of the plaza itself that's fascinating because i've seen some of the pictures where there's like wagons and it's all mud and yes the uh the um the store owners would set up like tents and stuff out in front of the the yeah. buildings and market square used to be on the plaza yeah that's amazing. That's super awesome. Anyway, that's a, that's a super, for me, that's a super interesting Facebook page for me to kind of just see the history in a little bit. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Um, well, that is amazing. You know so much about Paris, Texas. Me being an actually born in Paris, Texas, I don't know as half as much as you know, not even a quarter as much as you know about, and, and you're not from Paris, Texas. So I cheated. You cheated. I cheated because I was working for the Paris News for 10 years. Uh, I, that's, that is a cheat, but it's also not a cheat because you do have a huge heart for, I mean, it would, it would only be a cheat if you like worked for Paris News and, but didn't really care. Well, maybe, but, but you know, working for the Paris News, I, I worked real close with uh, Dorothy Vaughn and Sherry Langston, and, uh-huh. and, and our best times were when we went out and tried to do stories on the history of Paris. That's awesome. And, I mean, you've continued that into the, you know, other careers. You're still going out and trying to find that's, more about that's Paris. because the Harper family loves the history of Paris, too. Uh, yeah, and I, I've, I've met Chip a few times. He's such an amazing guy. He's super absolutely super fun so it, we're very like-minded in the way we think a lot of a lot of times at least that's the that's the 
vibe that I've gotten from him the few times I've met with him. Uh, he very much appreciates the, the town, its history, and he does his best to promote both. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. Happy to do it. We had a lot of fun, didn't we? I always talk, enjoy talking about Paris. That's great. Um, and and I always enjoy finding people that have a, the biggest heart up for Paris. That's something that's hard to find sometimes. But Mine may not be the biggest, but it's up there. Yeah, I don't know. I, you're the biggest I think I've ever met. I, I don't know anyone that know that much history and retain it. Oh, Skipper Steely. You need to do a podcast with Skipper. I would love to. I, I don't know Skipper, but I would love to, I'd love to meet people, more people like you. Skipper knows more history than I do. A lot more. Really? Well, then you, you know, Skipper is a direct descendant of our Paris's founder. Nuh-uh. Uh, yes, sir. Wow. Now I have to do a podcast with him. Mm-hmm. That'd be so much fun. All right. Well, thank you again. This was an amazing podcast. I can't wait for people to hear this. Um, it was, it's been a blast. Thank you very much.